2: this is computer talk with tab hosted by eric Semmel of tab computer systems interact with eric and his guest by
3: phone at 522 wtic or 1-800-966-wtic email them in the studio at get help at or get help anytime at computer
2: now here's eric
3: and good morning this is computer talk with tab i'm eric and i'm dennis and that's dennis Halnon. he's one of the employee owners at TAB Computer Systems. Yes, we are one of the rare companies in New England that's employee-owned um, 100%. All of us are employee owners, and we are looking for more employee owners. <laughs> yes, we are. We need you, people. Yeah, enjoy. Come, come on board. If you're looking to make a change, consider coming over to TAB. Great, I've been there for 32 years myself. We've been around for 40 years. Um, a lot of great folks there. And instead of working for the man, you can be the man. Right. Right. You're working for yourself now Right, if you come aboard. So uh, if you're looking to make a change, like 40% of you out there supposedly are, come on board. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock today. We are live over at WTIC's Facebook page. If you follow us over there, um, you're welcome to post questions there as well. Dennis and I will do our best to get to those and even bring them up on the air. Um, so we're over there. And, of course, Mike G will post everything over on, on our Facebook page and Twitter that we talk about. And Dennis will be posting it to our website. So... Uh, Feel free to get online. I was going to say 800, but I can't say that anymore. It's 860-522-9842. That's the number. 860-522-9842 or WTIC. They got rid of the 800 number. We were cranking up the, the bill too much. I was joking about it, and then it turns out that was the case. <laughs> so and now with cell phones, you don't even need to pay for uh, toll-free anymore. So get online, 860-522-9842. And we'll do our best to help you out with your, your uh, computer comments, questions, and concerns. As usual and customary, we have some technology news for you. And Dennis has got a story he wants to start with.
1: Yeah, this is a story that I just read about this morning, and yeah. I was happy to see it. Mm-hmm. It comes with a little backstory. Okay. Number one, um, you'll recall after the Ukraine war started, a lot of U.S. companies basically pulled out of Russia. Right. Apple was one of them. Mm-hmm. But... They left their app store operating within Russia. Okay. A lot of people kind of complained about that. Hey, how come you're pulling out, you know, everything else, but you're letting the app store run? Mm -hmm. And the answer was they implied that they still wanted their products to be able to get a footprint in Russia so that the people in Russia were able to reach Western, right? the Western world. Yes. And that's a kind of a valid point. It is. Now, the other backstory, or other part of the backstory is last year, late last year, a smart voting app that had been created by Alexei Navalny, one of the uh, Russian dissidents who uh, was thrown in prison because he insolently failed to be killed when he was poisoned. Insolently <laughs> failed to be killed.
3: Yeah, he had that radioactive he poison. He dared right?
1: survive that. Yeah. Well, yeah. One of, I don't know if it was the radioactive poison, but just something. Yeah. And he managed to get to Germany and he survived. So yeah. he came back to Russia, thrown in prison. But well, right. he had this app mm-hmm. in the app store, and the Russians intimidated apple personnel in russia late last year mm-hmm. into pulling it out yep well as of last week that app is back nice. in russia so congratulations and i hope the russians enjoy using it right for their next election assuming that they can ever really affect the outcome yeah it probably ain't gonna work but it's something and it's i'm certain that vlad putin is not happy which is but fine. there's nothing you can do about it at this point. No,
3: very good. I did hear a story recently, too, about the fact that you know, the sanctions that we put on there might, on, the, on, the, on the technology side may not have been really what we were looking to do there. Because to your point about giving the Russians access to Western information, if you, if you further isolate Russia and not allow the, their people to see what's going on or get around the blocks that Russian government has put up, then they won't hear what's going on in the
1: world. So well, along with that, changing those. Along with that, I have another story from Bleeping Computer. Yeah. About the various uh, strategies that Russians are using to get around the blocks that are in their country. Okay. Uh, some of them are using cloudflare products and and uh, cloudflare is a DNS type. Yeah, product. DNS. Yeah, and they're using that to try to get around some of those blocks. So yeah, probably um, VPNs as well. Oh, VPns have to be big mm-hmm. and um, but assuming that you can get to the VPN that you want to get to, but uh, yeah, it there are various strategies that they're using apparently, so that's good right and
3: it well, it's interesting too if you juxtapose it with even truth and media in America and uh, you you're, we're hoping the Russians can get out and get access to information right And just recently, the New York Times says the laptop was real. Now, so, I mean, even in America, we have trouble with truth. Um, But it is great that we can get access, you know, they can get access or workarounds and these sanctions are going to be modified a bit to allow for the information technology to allow the people to try to get out and and see what's out there as far as whatever information they can see. So that's good news. Yes. Um, We'll put that link up to that story then as well for you to take a peek at it. Mm -hmm. In other news, Microsoft is, of course, hiking prices. Right? Oh, they're hiking, no. They're hiking prices. So we talked about Microsoft 365 uh, increasing their prices by 20% in March for commercial users. That was by default it happened. And if you don't go to an annual uh, scenario, they're going to knock you again another 20%. Oh, and, and the way Microsoft is doing it now, if you're a small business, let's say you have 30 people in your organization and you then have to downsize to 25. Well, guess what? You still have to pay for the five you don't need anymore. Because you pay for it's
1: Microsoft, you know, for you. What, so do, what they, do they? I mean, they. I know they have programmers that sit around and write. Yeah. Per, you know, software. They must yep. have like legal guys that are sitting around just cooking up ways to to make more money for Bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this
3: is a new, the story here is now they're going to hike the price for nonprofits too. Um, if Microsoft isn't making enough money, in some cases, the increases for Microsoft 365 for nonprofit is going to go up nearly thirty percent. Thirty percent. Oh man! So and these
1: are nonprofits. They're nonprofits,
3: right? And we, we of course, as taxpayers, are trying to help the nonprofits, right? Because right. they're not paying taxes, so we're 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 obviously contributing to their success, which we want,
1: right? And they also they also survive on donations right. from the public,
3: right? So all that stuff now is you know Microsoft says, well, you know what, we want thirty percent more. So if you're if you're a nonprofit with the Microsoft three sixty five e three. Uh, tier that's literally going up thirty percent. The rest of them are going up about twenty percent as well. The same as um, commercial. So hold on to your hats, folks. And of course, they're going to have the same, probably the same requirements. They're going to want annual subscriptions. And I don't know what Microsoft is doing here, but it's a multi-trillion dollar company, right? Isn't? are they? I know they're at least one trillion. trillion. I'm Not sure if they're two trillion yet, as far as valuation.
1: And, and here they are nickel and diming nonprofits. nonprofits to death,
3: so they can get email and type a Word document. Um, yep. <laughs> That's what they're oh, doing. Oh, come on! So, uh, you know, they're saying, "Well, you know, we've augmented the services. You know, we've done some improvements here, and they should be we should pay for it." It's like, okay,
1: yeah. And then the next outage, they'll be saying, "Oh, well, we we're uh, we're beefing up the services so that it doesn't happen again." Right. And then in six months, when there's an outage, yeah. they'll be doing the same story over and over.
3: Yeah. So we'll put a link up here for you guys. So hold on to your hats, there, uh, nonprofits. You're going to be seeing some some increases from the folks at Microsoft. Did
1: you have anything else you want to bring up there, Dennis? Well, I wanted to mention uh, the United States government mm-hmm. has been roaming around in some of the country's firewalls oh, really? over the last few days. What have they been finding in those firewalls? Well, they've been finding malware that was planted okay. by one of the Russian uh, intelligence services Yep, uh, as part of a botnet that yep. they were then going to use, um, against something. Well, uh, that part hasn't been disclosed.
3: Well, so just so you know what a botnet is, guys. So you guys remember the Bradley Airport issue, right? That made the news for some reason that you couldn't get to the Bradley Airport website. Which who uses it anyways? But we won't go there. <laughs> you, it was it was news, right? You couldn't you can't get to the Bradley Airport, Air, and it, basically it's a denial of service attack that happened. And how do you deny service with a botnet? Okay. A botnet is designed for the for the bad guys to remote control your computer. You could, you know, you could be sitting there with your your machine on your at home and somehow you're you've been conscripted into a Russian botnet and they tell your computer to go to the Bradley website or or ping it. You won't even see it, it's happening, but they tell your machine to do it or they tell the firewall to do it or they tell all whatever botnet they can create to go do it. And of course, the Bradley Airport website cannot handle all that request. And that produces a quote-unquote denial of service. Um, Just think of it as a big traffic jam on the internet. Um, They can try to discard those requests, but they look like they're coming from legitimate places because they're coming from you and me, whoever's been conscribed by the botnet. Right. So I want you to understand what a botnet was in context with what recently happened at the airport um, because that's that's what was going on there. Some sort of denial of service. Somehow they conscripted a network. So this is now – the government is finding these firewalls, and in this case, they were WatchGuard
1: firewalls. WatchGuard and ASUS, and and they had to get a so they had to get they a had to get a, co- they got a court order to right. go in and remove the malware from the firewalls, and they may
3: not have even let the company know they were doing it. Apparently, they didn't. That's the crazy part. But that's that's just well, they, 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 had they, to act, uh, they had to act fast. Uh, well saying. they
1: did they didn't notify the individual companies or people with the firewalls, but they did announce after they were done with the operation that they did it. Right. Uh so I you know, they have to keep it secret while they're doing it, otherwise there's no point. I hear um, you I hear you. So but I mean they they went public, but at least they could have notified, you know, whoever they, they did it to and said, Hey, uh, we we went into your firewall. We took this malware out. We did have a court order. Right. Sorry, we did it. Have a nice day. Right. But they're never going to do that. So right.
3: And so for the exchange issues, we all suffered back in March of last year. They
1: did it back then to Correct. somebody, some uh, exchange servers as well. They took the web shells, which are the exploit tools. Footholds, the yeah. footholds
3: that the bad guys are placing. The thing about those technology, and we, we, I praised them. I mean, I was happy that the the FBI helped out in that case because yeah. there's just too many Exchange servers out there. Fifty right. percent of the planet still uses Exchange servers. Fifty percent, no matter how much you think it's three sixty five, half of them are still using Exchange.
1: Right, and and a lot of IT departments have a hard time supporting them
3: when you're dealing with that many of them, and the, right. all the patches and stuff you got to deal with. Yeah,
1: and um, you know it it is it is a handful yes it is for an it department and a lot of them were dropping the ball so they kind of had to step in
3: well in this case i don't think the departments were dropping the ball because this was an exploit that got out before the patch got out
1: oh this was remember? zero days zero right. days you got to remember
3: that yeah. so no matter how great your ex- your your patching was microsoft had a hole that got out and uh they couldn't get the patch out fast enough, and then all of a sudden, everyone had to scramble the patch. The bad guys just used a tool knocking on any IP address's door that said, "Hey, I'm an exchange server," and they put the the little web shell on there. It really wasn't hacking, because uh, you could run another expo- uh, little shell, a little script to say, "Hey, if you get the shell, I'm going to remove it." And that's what the FBI did. Right. Um, so again, in this case, they're they're banging into your firewalls. Um, this is WatchGuard and ASUS. So if you had a WatchGuard firewall, you might have had a visit from the feds, <laughs> and they might <laughs> they might have helped you. Yeah, um, and I got a feeling we're going to deal with more and more of this um, going forward. Uh, the uh, White House did put out a big story about shields up, and you know, with this whole Russian attack of Ukraine and the fact that we're actually, you know, sanctioning them, you know, the, the the Russians are going to be doing some sort of cyber attack. Oh yeah. So you need, if you're a small business or a large business, whatever you are, you need to make sure you've implemented technologies to protect yourself. And if you haven't, you're really just waiting for an accident. It's like driving around your seatbelt without a seatbelt on and wondering why you th- flew through the windshield. Um, after an accident. You, you, we're warning you right now. Put the seatbelt on. Get your shields up and uh, get your technologies out there. Companies like us have plenty of technologies to protect you from the vulnerabilities that is Microsoft. And so yeah. that's our whole life. And it's multiple layers. Multiple layers of security. So uh, if you haven't applied or done most of those things that your IT company is telling you to do, you're crazy. They're not doing it just so that you know we can drive better cars. We're doing it because <laughs> you got to put the security in place. <laughs> so we're going to step out for a quick break and get to your calls. Feel free to get online. Four lines wide open on this rainy Saturday morning. You make Carolyn work over there. Uh, 860-522-9842 are the numbers. Feel free to get online, and we'll be right back. We are back. I think Carolyn is taking some calls over there, so she couldn't hit the music. Uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 800-966. No. No 800. Nope. 860-522-9842 You say it for 27 years that's gonna be 800- 800- 800- 860-522-9842 Darn it um, Feel free to get online And the lines are all ringing So let's go right to uh, your calls And we're going to first go over to uh, Reggie, I think And uh, what's going on, Reggie?
2: Yeah, that's right
3: What's going on? Are
2: we okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, so I was calling in um, Back maybe in February on your show There was some discussion about Forwarding of Gmail, okay, and um, I, if the comment had been made by somebody there, uh, maybe a caller that um, Gmail no longer forwarded messages, and so I wanted to clear that up. I've got oh. some, yeah, I got I got two things I can tell you. Yeah. one is um, I have two Gmail accounts where I'm currently having messages forwarded on sure. a ongoing basis. Yeah, so I know it's forwarding. Uh, but I've also got in front of me their message um, announcing this last summer, it, and it says, as of August 1st, uh, blah, 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 blah. What, what they've stopped is they don't forward text messages from the Google Voice system anymore. Okay. Um, they, do forward it, they do convert it to an email and forward it to your chosen email account. But anyway, okay. the original message uh, Point um, that was made back in February was just that Gmail does not forward anymore. Hmm. They, Gmail, in other words, the email system with a uh, called Gmail. Right. No, I know what
3: you're talking does about. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought we would have said that because that wouldn't make no, any sense. No, I do.
1: Yeah, well, it was the caller. Let's say. Uh, okay. The the well, caller might have said it, but I do remember that we have discussed that. Um, AT and T emails right. which are in Connecticut at least are very often SNET.net or SBC right. are no longer forwardable. They don't yeah, the they stuff. don't forward those. Yeah. Right. But I don't yeah. know about I, I don't think we ever talked no. about Gmail forwarding or not. So
2: yeah. yeah. It was discussed on your program. So okay. in any event yeah. uh, I wanted to make an attempt to call oh, that up and I pulled good. up my original announcement and it clarified <laughs> Awesome. That it's Only the texting that they're not sending to cell phones. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, so they kind of leave a way out there, but there you go, you know. Yeah.
3: Well, I appreciate it, Reggie. Yeah, thanks.
2: Yeah, you bet. You bet. Thanks so much.
3: Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. So, yeah, um, yeah. We hear a lot of stuff on our show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> callers, callers have said all sorts of things. So uh, it's possible that we wouldn't have had time to clear that up. Uh, let's go on to uh, Linda. And uh, where are you calling from, Linda?
0: I'm calling from Canton.
3: Very good. What can we do for
0: you? Um, I'm having a problem with my Facebook and Instagram accounts. Okay. Um, I have no access Right. To my own business page, an Instagram account, yep. apparently any longer, mm-hmm. um, um, it's not tied to my personal page, mm-hmm. and so I can't report that the account has been hacked.
3: You need your friends to do it.
0: Well, the friend has been hacked.
3: No, I know they have. but So whoever had that if you've been hacked, what you need to ask all your friends to do is to go and you got to click on I want to help. It's some ridiculous button within Facebook, and you have to then say, I think this site has been hacked. You have to say it enough times. You can also reach out to Facebook sort of support and say you think you've been hacked. It takes time um, to do this. Not a lot of time, but you just got to have enough people kind of report it. And then Facebook okay. will take notice of it, and they'll try to then prove – You are who you say you are.
0: Well, I've done that, but because it's not linked through my personal account, which I don't know why, because I hired somebody to set it up for me, Mm -hmm. Um, it keeps doing the security checks in my personal account.
3: So here's the snag, right? So what the bad guys have done is they're going to change the security checks. The first thing when I – not when I. If I'm a bad guy and I want to hack somebody's account, what am I going to do? I'm going to remove the second factor that you had configured – so that it goes somewhere else and that's what's happening um Mm -hmm. or if you didn't configure any two factor authentication they're going to configure it to go somewhere else
0: and that's what's happening
3: correct so you need to have enough people say hey this this site has been hacked it's like i want to help we can even put the link up there for you for that i want to help tag on facebook and um if enough people do it, you can also reach out to the folks at Facebook. Good luck doing that and uh, yeah. trying to get some help there. But what okay. they they will eventually, hopefully, arrest control back, and then you'll have to put in put in the second factor. If you paid somebody to configure this and they never set up a second factor, I want my money back. Um, oh. You know, keep that I'm in just
0: mind. hoping that you know they'll get back in touch with me and help me do that.
3: Yeah, well, it takes time. They really yeah. Facebook. How much do you pay for Facebook?
0: Oh, I don't.
3: No, I know. We're the commodity, so they don't care right. that much.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. It's pretty much impossible. I'm about 20, 30 hours into trying to figure this out.
3: Yep. I so. understand. It is frustrating, and uh, it is just the nature of the yeah. beast. Did you find a link that they're did? Well, doing? I,
1: found a, I found a link to a page from Facebook support yeah. about how to report a hacked page or account. Yep, mm-hmm. and we can put that up on our website and uh, and on Facebook ourselves, and
3: ask enough exactly. people to do it for you. Right, then it'll produce some sort of buzz back at Facebook, and I'll go from there. All right, we got to go. We got to go to break, Linda. Okay. Okay.
0: Thank you so much. You're
3: welcome. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. And we're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I am Eric, and I'm Dennis, and we're going to be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six W. 860-522-9842. No 800 never. You almost need a buzzer in here and zap us as we say it. Uh, feel free to get online and we'll do our best to help you out The computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And we did put some links up there if your Facebook is hacked. But the biggest thing to do is to put the second factor of authentication in your Facebook account. Um, the bad guys don't seem to do, want to do much with it other than trick your friends and, into opening up payloads of links that they might be getting. So they'll, they'll log in as you or they'll put up a counterfeit account that looks like you mm-hmm. and invite friends and try to send, Hey, check out this movie or check out this thing. And it's, of course, it's a malware payload um, or they're going to put you on a dating app and do weird and try to get the, the people you're going to date to get fall for some sort of thing as well. At least that's what I've seen.
1: Yeah. that That's the most common scam.
3: Yeah. So let's get on to your calls and we're going to go to, Chuck, where are you calling from, Chuck? Durham. Durham, all right. What can we do for you? <clears throat>
4: hey, I read somewhere that um, um, the one of the web browsers has a, um, a hack in it uh, that I need to straighten out. Um, yes, sir. Chrome, I think it was.
1: Uh, Chrome, uh, Chromium, and Edge, yes, you're correct. And a separate exploit is out there for Firefox that the people at Mozilla just had to patch. Yep.
4: So they patch it. I don't.
1: Um. Yes, you can force the patch
3: to occur, but over time it will come down.
1: Yeah. It'll. It'll take. It might take a couple days, but you'll get it naturally. You there?
4: Yeah, I'm just trying to think. So I, I what you're telling me is, I really don't have to do anything. I guess.
1: Not really. If, if you want to force it, what you do is you go up to the Help menu, and then you click About, and the About dialogue itself will check for the update, and it will tell you whether there's one or not.
2: Okay,
3: that's perfect.
1: And I wouldn't be surprised if I do that and find that you're up to date. Yeah. It might have already updated on you, and you don't even know it. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. They work like the FBI. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I was and, listening. And that, <laughs> and that to me is the ideal world for software to live in, where it just updates, and you don't—you're not even thinking about it anymore. Right.
4: All right, that's perfect. You've right. answered my question.
3: All
1: right, Chuck. So by the
4: way, your intro, uh, before you come online, yeah, still mentions the eight hundred number.
3: My intro. Oh, that's right. The station oh. intro. We gotta get Joey to fix that. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah, there's all sorts of changes we got to do here. We're going to okay. fix that whole thing. <laughs> Good point. Thank you, sir. All
4: right. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Y-
3: yeah. Bye-bye. All right. More things to fix. Yes, so the station got rid of the 800 number. We were always joking about crank- cranking up the bill and it turns out you were. <laughs> <laughs> so so you can, but you, do, you don't need 800 to use your cell phone. So feel free to get online 860-522-9842. And if you still have a landline in Connecticut and you're calling us from there, you're out of luck. If it's It will be long distance right. if you're using the old-fashioned telephone lines. um, But they still work. P. O. POTS lines still work. Let's go on to your calls. Let's go to Charlie. I don't know where you're from there, Charlie. Where are you calling from, Charlie? Hartford. Hartford. What's going on?
5: Um, I'm having problems. Uh, I got, I think it's Windows 8, uh, Windows 10. Mm-hmm. Home. Yep. Uh, when you first open up the computer, I think, uh, you're, uh, you're supposed to, used to show like the tiles.
3: You used to show your cows? Tiles. Oh, tiles. Okay, gotcha. Yeah.
5: And um, when I go to close out, they're, they're not there anymore. But when I go to close out you know, to shut the computer down, you know, left, uh, click on the start button, then they f- slide back in. The yeah. only way I can close the computer down is I have to right-click on the start button.
3: Huh. Huh. Well, right-click on the start button is not unusual. Um, that's what I ha- That's often how I shut my machine down. Uh,
5: but I don't know where these tiles go.
3: Uh, I left-click and right-click. <laughs> think about it. So the tiles used to be part of your pinned your pinned applications, right? That was part of the early flavor of the mosaic front end of Windows. Do you want the tiles back, I guess we should ask you?
5: Well, right now it's, it's, it's confusing with me. I, I don't know where... When I go to close the computer down, then they I click on the start button, they slide back in. But, uh...
3: Right, they pop up in front of you as op, as icons that you can click on, whereas before they were on your main screen. Yeah. So I guess, like I said, would you like those t- tiles back? Oh,
5: you no, know, if impossible.
3: You'd like that? Because I think we can give them a way to do that.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think we can do that.
3: But the other issue is Microsoft has made a change to how their operating system looks because they wanted to. <laughs> they just like to change the, the furniture around. Um, but we can try to help you. I mean, the old days we used to talk about shells, like classic shells for Windows 7. So your machine, even though under Windows uh, Windows 8, right? It was Windows 8, right? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. you forgot about Windows 8. It would now look like Windows 7. <laughs> and Windows 8 had the, the tiles. Right. And then Windows and, 10 got rid of them. Right. So you're kind of just dealing with what we all are, Charlie, when they change The Operating system, they decide they want it to look differently and operate differently for you. Oh, okay. But it's okay to click the left. I have to click the left, the Windows button on the left there to shut my machine down, too. That's what I do every day. Um, So I'd tell you that's normal. And uh, if you want, we'll put a link up there as to how to bring your tiles back. There should be a way to do it. I'm not 100% positive, but I think there will be a way to do it. And Dennis is looking for it. You already found
1: it. Yeah, I'm looking. I found one page that offers a couple of solutions, and one of them that they... They it, they save it for item three, which I would have put it first. Mm-hmm. It's called the Start Menu Troubleshooter. Ah, so... And what you can do is you go into the... Um, into the well, there's a uh, download page that you have to go to. And what we're going to do is uh, post this on our website and on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, what you're going to do is go to uh, item three on that page and then follow those directions. This is a short little paragraph.
5: Okay, that's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. it should be easy. Or just conform, Charlie.
3: You can assimilate. <laughs> it is. It can feel futile, right, because we can fix it now, and then they update it again on you, right? So you can always just assimilate. That's what, that's what Bill Gates wants you to do.
5: <laughs> okay, I appreciate the help, sir.
3: All right, Charlie. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. Yeah, bye-bye. You know, Bill Gates would have us eat. Do you hear what he's working on next?
1: No. What's he doing now? Synthetic
3: meat that comes out of a tube. That's what I want. He's avoiding cow flatulence. That's his next thing. I mean, he dealt with the virus stuff, but now he's trying to avoid cow flatulence, so he's going to uh, make us all eat synthetic meat out of a tube.
1: (laughs) Oh, that sounds like fun.
3: (laughs) That's Bill Gates for you. You know, he's got nothing better to do. Um, <laughs> don't even go there. Let's go to uh Tim. Hey, Tim, where are you calling from? Are I'm calling
4: you- from Waterbury.
3: All right, sir. What can we do for you?
4: I work for a charity and looking at doing some online donations. I was investigating PayPal, and PayPal you can pay directly if you have an account. But they also have PayPal PayPal for charities. Are you aware of that?
3: I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah.
4: But I'm All right. There was a recent class action lawsuit against PayPal for charities because what was happening was people would, would would donate to the charity, but the charity wasn't getting the funds. Have you heard any more about that?
3: They weren't getting all the funds, or were they getting a chunk taken out by PayPal?
4: No, what was happening is you, if you donated to the ASPCA, your local ASPCA, and you gave them $50, well, that local charity... Sometimes they never got the money. But what PayPal and charities would do, they would distribute it to other, ch- to other
3: charities. So, so you weren't getting the money that you intended to get. Oh, uh, right. So that is a recent news thing, um, right, where people were donating and then they decided, I can't remember what the issue was, who they were donating to, and then PayPal said, oh, you know where they're donating to? They were donating to the Canadian truckers. Right? Right. And the pay- folks okay. would... Were- they were donating a PayPal. Said, "You know what? We don't like those guys. And we're going to give it to other people." And then, of course, right, they, the, that, sh- that shouldn't happen. I agree. I think there was. I think I they. A, go ahead.
4: I think there was a class action lawsuit. I know it was settled, so I, I'm, I'm assuming going forward, that's not the issue anymore.
3: It probably isn't. But when you're dealing with any any of these third parties, right? It's you're we're finding corporate corporate uh, activism a thing, right? So. I guess it depends on how how charitable your charity is, and if they consider it the one they want to support. Even though they're just supposed to be accepting payments, right? Um, yeah. So and the. I think
4: e- original. I think originally you were able to have a, a PayPal for charities account, but not have a PayPal bank account. Mm-hmm. So that in those cases, it wasn't um, always going to the you know to the charities. But I think now since we are forced to have had the PayPal business account and mm-hmm. the PayPal charity account. I think that issue is resolved, but I just wanted to get a further
3: update on it. It probably is. And actually no now that I think about it further, that, that, that Canadian trucker thing was like a GoFundMe one. The GoFundMe folks decided to move the money. It wasn't PayPal off the top of my head. But, but
1: it it was oh. GoFundMe. hmm Yeah.
3: But same idea. So I I don't know exactly, Tim. I know that PayPal's been around for a long time as a secure payment option. And uh I would hope they've fixed their systems and you should be able to trust them. But again, there's always third party services out there that would accept your payment for you as a charity. A lot of them take a piece of it.
1: Yes. And that's kind of the I issue for some they, of them.
4: Yeah, I understand they take a piece of it, but if you supposedly if you donate to through the charities app or site, one hundred percent of the funds goes to the charity.
3: Well, that's a that'd be a great thing. So they're actually that's that's a that's nice. So,
4: right. I just want to make sure going forward that if I if I set this up, I'm going to be guaranteed that my funds are going to my charity if if they are donated through that site.
3: Well, there's no guarantees in life, Tim. No, (laughs) you
4: got that right. Nail the head there.
3: Yeah. So hopefully, if you can figure it up and it goes to the right accounts, and you're good. But any ACH transaction can always get screwed up. Um, You know, these bank transactions have their limitations, but I would think PayPal is going to be a good corporate uh, partner there for you. Did you find
1: anything, Dennis? I found a CBS News article from a couple of months ago about it. Gotcha. So that's what Tim's referencing? Yeah. And here here's the piece that the GoFundMe um, originally said that they wouldn't give the money to the truckers because... Of violence, and right. I, I don't know the details of that. Right. It, it may or may not have happened. I don't know. Yeah. And then they said that they would, uh, they would initially give supporters of the now defunct campaign, mm-hmm. which raised nearly eight million dollars, until February nineteenth to request refunds. Mm-hmm. So, as a person who donated, you could get your money back from them. Right. It also said that it would direct any remaining donations to credible and established charities chosen by the Freedom Convoy organizers Mm. and then verified by GoFundMe. So what they were saying is we won't give it to the truckers, but we'll give it to other verified charities that the truckers choose. Yep. 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 Okay. But after that, they changed course and they said that they would automatically refund all the donations. Right. That's fine, too. Yeah. that's
3: not the PayPal one then. We'll
1: uh, I don't. I don't. I tried looking for anything where PayPal was involved in this, and I couldn't find anything. Okay. I kept finding references to GoFundMe. Gotcha. And so this, story. they made.
3: They made the same thing. I did. I jumped right to yeah. that one.
1: So Tim, we'll look it up. But I would.
3: I would think you're probably okay. Just keep an eye on your accounts, right? Yeah, and just as a
4: side note, I heard you talk about Microsoft for charities. If you use Google for charities, it's still free.
3: Until it's not, but yes. <laughs> yes. Good point, Tim. Absolutely, got it. all right. Thank you. You got it, sir. All bye right. bye. Yeah, it's free until it's not, right? They're they're all in the <laughs> in the business of getting you hooked on their candy until they and once you're hooked, then they're gonna they're gonna sell to you. We're gonna step out for a quick break. Four lines open for you guys. Get get online eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We'll be right back. I guess we're back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we're gonna be here till uh, eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online. And uh, we have four lines open for you eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. And we did find that PayPal reference. Yes, big, yeah. lo- big lawsuit.
1: Yeah, that was a lawsuit, but that was a. I don't know if the truckers were involved with no. that. No, but back in twenty seventeen, they were yeah. sued, and
3: two and a half years later, the money was not getting into charitable accounts. Um, so,
1: but it sounds like that's been resolved.
3: Yeah. Yeah. For better, for worse. So as we wait for your calls, again, get online, 860-522-9842. I did have a story. You guys remember that cloud that went up in flames? I know clouds don't burn, but technically a cloud is just somebody else's servers um, located in a building somewhere. Right. In a country, who knows where. Uh, in this case, it was a um, the OVH Cloud Data Center, which was in France.
1: France. Yeah. Hmm.
3: So they had a big fire, and... Uh, of course, those of those many companies that lost data. And you're asking yourself, how could they have lost data, Eric? They're in the cloud, right? Doesn't that mean the data is there and protected by just this amazing uh, backup systems and amazing redundancies? And the answer is no. Not <laughs> really? That's how pay for it.
1: <laughs> Imagine that.
3: So they didn't back up. A lot of companies didn't back up their servers that were sitting in this cloud in somebody else's server. And the place went up in flames and they lost everything. Now, if you were, you could have been in any kind of business, you'd like to call yourself uh, an overhead door company and your accounting system was sitting in this cloud. It's gone if it wasn't backed up. Oh, right. Wow. Here's the further of the story here. This is the firefighters report. <laughs> Wooden ceiling <laughs> rated to resist blaze for an hour. They, they lacked an automatic extinguisher system. Now in the, even in, in the radio days, and when we started here at WTIC over in the gold building, they had something called halon systems, right? It was kind of funny when they talk about it. They're like, "Okay, guys, if the halon system goes off, you need to get out in like minute, minutes or seconds because you'll suffocate because it takes all the oxygen out of the air." This 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 data center, somebody else's servers, also called the cloud, uh, had no fire extinguishers and no electrical cutoff. So if you read this story, the the firefighters were dealing with arcs all through oh, the fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be really dangerous, and it was. Um, so you're looking at somebody else's server not paying for even ha- – not having a backup of your data and then not having fire extinguishers, a wooden ceiling that was there to resist fire for an hour. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Um, over 140 customers have filed class action lawsuit against the company seeking damages for losses. Um well, yeah, of course, you lost all your data because you assumed, assumed, right? A-S-S-U-M-E, it makes an asset of U-M-E, right? That's
1: right. That's what e. Felix Unger said. So, it,
3: you know, they assumed it was being backed up, and it wasn't. So I'll put the link up here for you guys. You can read just how well this cloud was set up. Ask yourself how your cloud is set up. Ask yourself if you even know where your cloud is. Ask yourself if the people who are billing you for the cloud are just not built, just outsourcing it to somebody else. They might not even know where their cloud is or where your data
1: is or where your systems are sitting. They may not know. Ask yourself that. Don't assume. Yeah. These are questions that need to be asked. And they need to be asked repeatedly. Because you don't know if the cloud that you're connected to could be acquired by some other company or they could move their data centers. Right. You've got to keep on top of that. You
3: have to. And you have to be sure whether or not your data can sit in data centers and maybe even can be in other countries. Is it okay to have your data in somebody else, some other country? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it is. And if you think about it, Final Sight here in Glastonbury, that's a big company who had thousands of sites that went down off the Google Cloud. And Final Sight literally in their web marketing of their services said, you, you, know, you can trust that you can have an instant recovery because why? We're on the Google Cloud. Well, 5,000 systems go down at the same time because of ransomware? That ain't no instant recovery. No. And it wasn't. No. Um, and that that wasn't even a fire. That was just ransomware. All right. So let's get to your calls real quick here. We might have to hold you over through the news, but let's see what we can do here. We're going to go to David in Middlefield. Hey, David, what's up?
6: Yeah. Um, I've been uh, working with computers since before the internet. All right. Uh, for my business, I've uh, my first... Uh, email was the uh, SNET account. And then, of sure. course, that went into the uh, SB, uh, SBC Global. Uh, now I'm having troubles with them, and I heard you guys talk several times about dumping SBC Global.
3: You should, before it dumps you. Yeah.
6: Yeah, well, what's happening is a couple of my large accounts that I do everything with email, uh, I had to go in and white whitelist them so that I can get the email. Right. Um, now I got this bar across the top that says upgrade to uh, Ymail. Do you know anything
3: about Ymail? That must be the Yahoo, because Yahoo kind that, of runs this whole thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yahoo actually hosts it, and right. that must be their, maybe it's an app that they want you to use instead. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know offhand what that's about.
3: Yeah. But oh. you could choose it if you wanted to stick with it. If it's quote-unquote in a legitimate upgrade, to get you off these old systems i I tell you to do it if you want to stick with that, but your address is probably going to change
6: oh yeah that's why I have been uh holding off on right. changing it because uh it's going to be a nightmare it's not
3: it's not see that's over. the problem it's almost like everyone thinks their landline can't be changed too people are it's like no, it's easy, you know, just understand that that mailbox can go away tomorrow. wouldn't right. you prefer? to actually do a migration now before it goes away? Oh, yeah. So, right, do
6: it, it now. involved in other projects that I haven't taken that right. on yet, but I no, I'm, I'm going to have to. Well, the, the uh, thing to do so is to do it now
1: is, while you still have control of the account, and yeah. then as stragglers keep emailing it, then you can catch those and then you can tell them, hey, I am, I'm now using right. this address. Yeah, Exactly. So.
6: Now, what about um, uh, a service that you can do a uh, at... Company name.com.
3: Yeah. What do you mean a service? An email service?
6: Yeah. Yeah.
3: At companyname.com is the key. You got to get your company name. You got to be at that companyname.com. You can right. use. Pro- How
6: do I set something up like that? Is there? Where do I go for that? You would
3: go to GoDaddy or Network Solutions and create a, a, an at of some kind, whatever your company name is. Pay for that. And then choose your mail. Now, GoDaddy and those those places will offer you mailboxes. Yes. So you can get it from them as part of your service, or consider Proton Mail or some other service that's designed for secure email as well.
6: So I can do a Proton Mail that way.
3: Yep. Once He's you've got your to... app.
1: Yeah it would it would be a two step process.
3: All right, we got to go, David. Those tones told us we got to go. Uh, okay. All right. Talk to you later. We'll be right back.